foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. This is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. And we're talking about how the world's culture has invaded the church by our own individual experiences that we uh, adhere to. We, we begin to think that way, live that way, believe that way, and we speak that way and teach others that way. <laughs> <laughs> and these cultural worldviews usually have an ism at the end of them. We talked last week about humanism, which is a hub for all of the other isms that like materialism, rationalism, socialism, communism, all of those isms that come from humanism. Humanism is a religion, and that religion deifies man and dethrones God. And so when we talk about humanism, Dr. Francis Schaeffer says many times we get our words confused. And that's an understatement. Yes, it is. But let's look at a couple of words that can get us off track. And that is the word humanitarianism. It simply means we need to be kind to people. Christians should be the kindest people on earth. Right. Then there is the word humanities. Okay. And humanities simply refers to an interest in and a study of concern for human creativity. Oh, okay. We all have been given great ability to think. God has created us all individually. He's given us creative ideas and creative abilities. And that should be seen in whatever a Christian is doing and how they're living. What about creativity in prayer? Right. Because, Sharon, for every solution to every problem, the enemy has a substitution. Right. Do you realize that if you see a situation and there appears to be no human solution, you can go to the God of creation and say, Lord, it is no big deal for you to create circumstances, to create a solution to an impossible situation. And how often do we pray creative praying to the creative God? Oh, that's a really good point. But you just said that for every solution that God has for us, the enemy has a substitute. We need to learn to pray creatively uh, so that we don't fall into that trap, that lie that he gives as a substitution, because we've said it before and we'll say it again, a lie believed as truth will affect your life as though it's true, even though it's a lie. And that's really our focus today. We want to really highlight these lies that we've believed as truth and bring scripture to expose that lie so that we can grab a hold of the truth of scripture 
And we're going to put a resource guide on our website at SharonHearts.org so that you can go and download and be able to, to study out for yourself. And to really understand lies, uh, we will have to be students of the Word. We'll have to be in, but we will give them a stepping off place. All right, so let's look at some lies that we have believed about the world. I think that's a great place to start. Okay. Lies that you uh, can believe about the world is that we can have everything. And that's exactly what socialism is trying to bring about in, in man's energy. We're going to give you free education. We're going to give you free health. We're going to give you free everything, except nothing's free. So uh, yeah. Some, it's, somebody's got to pay for it. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And yet the scripture tells us that we should be other-minded. And so if we have food and clothing, which really includes shelter, the Lord's not trying to promote a, a homeless society, but if we have the basic needs of life, then we're to be content. Mm-hmm. Now, because he is the God of all sufficiency and he has riches that we cannot describe, he wants to tenderly take care of our physical needs and bless us more than what we could ever abundantly declare. And we do have a segment of uh, Christian society that is into believing that prosperity is the ultimate goal. And I don't necessarily believe that just if you're prosperous, you're spiritual or you're doing everything right, because Mm -hmm. we need to have a baseline of being content with the simplicity that God has given us. And that gives him the freedom then to gift us with things that we cannot even imagine. And he does that in every aspect of our life when we are choosing to be content. Well, that goes back to saying that we can really teach isms with scripture. This prosperity message is really kind of materialism yes, through the yes, scriptures. Good so, point. you know, we we can commingle those things together. It doesn't make it biblical truth. Uh, while you were talking, I just thought of a word and I this is this is unverified because it just hit my mind. We want our rights. Okay? Now, let's take that word and say rights are man's ways. Righteousness is God's way. Right. Let's just add a few more letters Mm -hmm. to rights, and now we are right because we're not trying to get for ourselves, but we're letting the righteousness of Christ bring us what he wants us to have right but that talk, makes sense talking about the lies of the world we, we don't need to spend a lot of time on each of these a lot of them are pretty self-explanatory but how about we are as good as our abilities oh there's another subtle lie that i can do things in myself and people are gifted oh people are gifted but if it's going to be from my own energy it has no eternal value because it will go with my ceasing to be a temporal occupant here on earth. And then what good is it if your abilities are only going to last you for 60, 70, 80 years when you have all eternity with the consequences that you won't be Mm -hmm. trying to get your rights? Mm -hmm. It'll be too late. Well, I think this one, that people are basically good, is one that really hit me Mm. because I think there's this concept that there's good in them and 
good will always prevail. And that is a, probably a foundational tenet of a humanism. Whereas God says there's none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But what your sentence is really subtly saying is, we don't need the cross. Mm-hmm. We don't need God because we're really okay within ourselves. And you would be surprised how many born-again believers still operate off of what I used to call a performance-based acceptance. If I just try hard enough, long enough, doing good, I'll be okay. Right. That is another lie of the enemy. Okay, so let's move to um, lies about self. Well... And I think this one is good because we have a tendency to go from one extreme to the other on ourselves. We're either really down on ourselves or we're really up on ourselves. And there's really kind of that middle ground we, we don't see. Well, we all are wanting to attain perfection. And that is really given to us in Jesus Christ positionally then we are to walk in that by faith, knowing that we have not reached our final destination, which is heaven. And so perfectionism is going to do one thing for the Christian. Now we're talking about the Christian Mm -hmm. here. It's going to put us back under a system of works and law. I'm always going to be striving to try harder to be perfect. And that that just goes back to what you just said about us being performance-based Christians. You know, if I don't volunteer enough, if I'm not part of every event that goes on at the church, or if I don't bring somebody to church or (laughs) something, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. It's just a performance, what other people think. That leads us into another lie of approval. Mm Mm-hmm. Why are we needing approval? Is it so I look good to you as my sister Mm -hmm. in Christ? Or am I really wanting to seek the righteousness of God where I have already been approved positionally? And then he is teaching me how to walk it out in a daily walk. So then we get our eyes more focused on what others think and forget to search our hearts and be concerned about what God really thinks. Yes, and and this is a sad comic that we do in the church. Oh, I haven't missed a Sunday in 24 years, and now I'm getting my 24-year pen. And so that becomes a goal for us Mm -hmm. never to miss going to church while we may be sitting there with bitterness, woundedness, Mm -hmm. unforgiveness. Or I've read the Bible through in a year every year for the past 10 years. And I hope we all would, but that is not a qualification for righteousness. But it becomes a goal. Yes. And not a soul-searching reading of the scriptures to apply them to my life. They become words on a page that I have to get through this chapter or get through two chapters in this night because I missed last night. And then when we do, when we are so pleased with ourselves. The enemy sits on the sideline Mm -hmm. and thinks, boy, I've got them. Yeah. I've got them. This will give them comfort in what they want, and then they'll never come to know Jesus Christ in the way he has asked them to. Oh, man, Janie, that is um, a scary thought that the subtleties of the lies that we believe uh, take us so far off track that we're not even willing to come to the Lord Jesus Christ in the way that he asks us to. 
And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.